Hi everyone, good morning and welcome back to another podcast of EGOs. My name is Rochelle Kernan and today I have a very special guest. His name is Ricardo Pereira. He is a senior exploration geologist at Partex Oil and Gas, PTTEP, and he is also a part-time researcher at the IDL Instituto Dom Luis University of Lisbon. How are you, Ricardo? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being here with me. It's a pleasure and an honor to meet you. I have gotten to know you through Twitter and um, the Salt Basin's TIG, and it's just been great expanding my network, and I'm, I'm really grateful that you agreed uh, to talk to me today. It's my pleasure. It's an honor indeed. Thank you very much again. So to begin today, my first question for you is, could you please tell our audience a little bit more about yourself? So maybe something um, about where you're from, where you grew up, if it's different from maybe where you were born, and then uh, maybe something that influenced you while you were growing up. Okay, uh, so, uh, so I was born in Lisbon, Portugal. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, immediately after I, uh, I went uh, to live with my parents uh, on, a, on a small uh, city, uh, just about 20 kilometers uh, west of Lisbon. Uh, it's, uh, it's now a busy, busy place, um, but it's uh, characterized by, by having a, a beautiful palace where uh, kings and queens lived. And uh, a couple of centuries ago, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a, it's a really nice place. And I've been living there uh, almost my my young life until I get I got married. Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, um, influences, uh, I must say that uh, as a as a young person, I started to get influence in in terms of. Um, interest on on natural things by uh, uh, watching some those documentaries on BBC Mm -hmm. uh, with David Attenborough, um, the National Geographic uh, uh, documentaries as well. Always a bit fascinated. That's when I I started to, I think, pay a bit more attention Mm -hmm. uh, to the to the natural world and and, uh, biology of things and uh, our animals behavior. and I start getting more aware of, 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 of any science-related uh, topics. It's a strong component into to animals and, and wildlife. Uh, that's the, that was the beginning of my, my interest in, in research and, and uh, in science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's so interesting. Did you, so you mostly watch it on TV, or did you also have access to the magazines as well? Initially, it was mainly on TV. Okay. Uh, those uh, TV shows being broadcasted uh, mm-hmm. on a weekend. Uh, later on, I started uh, uh, as a teenager or so, like 14, 16, 17, I believe. I started reading some uh, um, science magazines mm-hmm. uh, uh, in French, uh, CLCV, uh, and uh, occasionally in uh, National Geographic. Back then it was in English, there was no Portuguese version, mm. now we have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, um, that's how I started to get a bit more of uh, uh, information of uh, things going on and science. And I was always a bit curious on 
somehow uh, on different topics as I kind of uh, uh, building uh, the blocks of uh, eventually what I am today. Mm-hmm. Not that being kind of a, an aware path of uh, how I would develop my myself, but just cherry picking what, whatever I was interested in and uh, collecting those stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I would love to take, um, if it would be possible, like a global poll at some time to see how many people from our generation who have been influenced by National Geographic in some capacity. I'm sure it's a lot of people. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that. That was really insightful. Um, Could you tell us a bit more about where you went to school and what are all your degrees? I know you have a couple of them and maybe Mm -hmm. something about a story about your career path or something that you had experienced uh, along your time in the university? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's now uh, starting to be a long uh, story to tell. I'm going to try <laughs> to uh, make uh, concise and, and straightforward. Um, well, as I mentioned, I, I grew up and that's where I basically completed my basic studies uh, until high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so in uh, 92, I started a degree in geology at the University of Lisbon, mm-hmm. uh, which I completed around uh, 1996. And uh, by that same time, uh, uh, already with a, with, a, with a geology background, and uh, I must say, defined as, as, as what I wanted to pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finished the, the, the degree in geology and I uh, immediately started teaching in uh, well, middle and uh, high school uh, levels. So uh, with kids like uh, 12, 14, uh, 16 year old uh, uh, children. Um, <clears throat> and uh, at the same time, or roughly at the same time, I, I was already kind of a focus in pursuing a career in research. And by that time, I wanted to uh, uh, go into paleontology. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, by that uh, period, I started having two hats. I was wearing two hats. One uh, kind of working and uh, uh, the other would be research. It's always a struggle to get uh, proper funding and uh, mm-hmm. The conditions for that, but eventually I, I, I got the chance to um, start a, a research project and being involved in a research project that was studying uh, carophytes, mm. uh, which are uh, algae. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are living uh, species as well, but I started uh, with the, uh, the study of uh, fossil uh, carophytes, which are uh, some green algae, f- um, and I was uh, kind of a working on the Cretaceous and Jurassic uh, carophytes from the Lusitanian basin in, in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how I started uh, into uh, my research uh, path. Mm-hmm. Um, roughly, uh, kind of the same time, uh, there's a bit of a pattern here, uh, I, I started uh, doing my master, so I used that research opportunity to kind of a transform uh, to a, a master uh, studies. So that's how I completed my uh, master in stratigraphy and sedimentology. Mm-hmm. Started in uh, 99, finished in, in 2002. Um, and by the same time, again, I was uh, teaching uh, uh, now uh, at the University of Evra, 
kind of a, a south of Portugal. Uh, and, and so by commuting quite often and doing a couple of hundred kilometers a day, uh, uh, almost every week, mm-hmm. uh, going from the high school to the, the university in another city, doing research at the same time. So that those were quite some busy days. Yeah. Um, eventually, uh, halfway on my master, I, I got the chance to uh, apply for a, a position uh, in oil industry. Yeah. Um, so that's how I started uh, my, my career uh, in oil and gas exploration. Um, and back then I started as a petrophysicist. So by looking at uh, wireline logs, uh, 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 well correlations, uh, porosity calculations, doing those type of analysis in terms of assessing and uh, analyzing exploration opportunities and, and development areas. <clears throat> in the meantime, I kept my my uh, research active, always uh, as a part time. I finished the master uh, and I kept the the research um, flowing. Um, uh, at the same time, I was uh, doing uh, all my daily activities in, uh, in oil and gas, Startly, uh, starting to uh, change a little bit from the petrophysics area, more into uh, as a seismic interpreter. So uh, putting a bit of the, the broad knowledge in terms of basin uh, uh, evolution, sedimentology, and, and, and um, the different types of, of geological settings. I started to work more on uh, prospect maturation, a bit of well planning, uh, portfolio assessment. I've also uh, for some period been an on-site geologist, so uh, following up all the, um, the drilling activities uh, on the on the rig. Um, I was involved uh, uh, to some extent on the discovery of, of the pre-salt in Brazil. So the first well drilled by Petrobras, uh, my company, we were partners at the time. So it was quite exciting to, to, to work in an in a almost new environment. It was a bit of a challenge uh, uh, with new uh, rock units being discovered, a lot of technical challenges and uh, the, eventually that what would become one of the key uh, oil provinces uh, nowadays. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to look back and uh, and um, uh, see all the learnings and how things change, in fact, uh, in, the, in the way uh, exploration is done in, in those settings. Mm-hmm. In parallel, I've also uh, worked in other areas in Brazil, especially onshore, uh, uh, offshore Angola, uh, Kazakhstan, uh, Portugal as well. Uh, the UAE and um, in Oman, uh, so that's pretty much covers uh, the, the key areas uh, that I've worked in terms of industry. Um, in 2004-2006, I believe, uh, I also was an invited professor at the University of Lisbon, uh, teaching some of the the. The, the more practical uh, disciplines uh, related uh, with petroleum geology, also a little bit on micropalantology, so uh, as, a, as an invited uh, professor. Um, also uh, in parallel, during this uh, period that I've been in, in oil industry, in 2008, I started uh, a part-time uh, PhD in Cardiff University uh, in Wales. Um, 
uh, where I developed the, the, the topic uh, uh, trying to study uh, the evolution of uh, rift basins uh, and, uh, and um, continental margins, especially uh, applied to the case of the, the southwest Iberian margin and uh, how it relates to, to Newfoundland and uh, the conjugate margins in the other side of the Atlantic. Mm -hmm. um, so with that, I was kind of a strengthening uh, the concepts of basin evolution, uh, combined tectonics and deposition on rift environments, uh, a bit of mar margin inversion because there's quite uh, of that uh, on, the, on the Portuguese side, also a bit of salt tectonics, uh, which I later expanded not only uh, uh, with, uh, with understanding from Brazil and the pre-salt of the Santosh and the Espírito Santo Basin, but also uh, uh, when in 2013 I got the chance to be posted uh, on a secondment uh, position in, in Oman with the uh, Petroleum Development Oman, PDO, um, where, where I was the, the um, regional exploration geologist. Uh, I was... Um, the play owner of one of the, the main producing uh, reservoirs in Oman, which is the Garif play. Um, it's quite diverse and, and, and challenging mm -hmm. and still delivers to this. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a really interesting topic to, to understand. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, uh, focused on uh, uh, both on the regional side, but trying to uh, also uh, bring it on a field level in the way how we can improve recovery and understand better the depositional setting, the, the entire evolution, um, and uh, to just to bring it together uh, uh, to, to, to benefit of the company and the country. Mm -hmm. um, applying uh, play-based exploration concepts, so that's when we pretty much integrate mm -hmm. uh, the, the whole uh, um, funnel of understanding from the large regional scale into the uh, uh, field size. So you really have to be aware of geochemistry, tectonics, uh, sedimentary environments. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's quite complex, but it's uh, part of the beauty of uh, working on, a, on, a, on this type of, of settings is uh, you, you're able to kind of integrate pretty much different levels of, of detail and information uh, to your daily work. And that was uh, quite an experience. Um, I was also involved in uh, tight gas projects mm -hmm. uh, uh, and well, and, and other topics. But uh, uh, these are the key roles that I that I uh, that I played. Um, whenever I had the time, uh, I also uh, try to go hiking and export mm -hmm. deserts and uh, know a bit the the, the, the people and uh, just enjoying the beach. Having fun uh, with the family and, and friends, new friends that I've made. So it's just quite an experience. Mm -hmm. um, so in 2017, I finished my posting in Oman. I came back uh, to Portugal, and that's pretty much where I am now. I'm uh, back uh, uh, to, to, to the same company. Um, and I've been doing uh, all these uh, joint activities, so I keep my research active whenever I can. Um, I also uh, was involved in parallel, so again, uh, in a, in a, as a founding member of the Portuguese Association of Geosciences and, and Petroleum Engineers. Uh, it lasted for a, a few years. Uh, unfortunately, 
it ended. But um, uh, with that, I, I try to to keep busy and uh, do different things uh, from my uh, daily uh, job activities. I must say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that's uh, in a nutshell. That's. Uh, kind of uh, describes my path over the last 20-something years. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I, I love listening to your story. It's it's amazing. You've done so much. Um, it's super impressive. And considering everything you've done, I mean, from the whole range from academia to industry and everything in between, what would you say is something that you have enjoyed or you like most about your field over the years? Hmm. Again, I think I, I, <laughs> I, I enjoy um, mixing the two because mm-hmm. uh, oil industry is, uh, is quite complex. Yeah. Uh, we have to be very aware what's going on in terms of new concepts, new science being rolled out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so by, by having this kind of a foot in, in, into research, I get the chance just to bring that those new concepts applied to real cases, uh, so so they can become successful, economic, and and safe in the end. Um, and by joining these two approaches, uh, I also think I can deliver a bit more in terms of research, mm-hmm. because. Uh, in industry, you get tools uh, that you usually don't get on the uh, academia side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's also an important aspect. Um, and also by transferring the knowledge from uh, the industry into uh, the research environment. So I've also been, uh, whenever possible, uh, supervising uh, master students, mm-hmm. um, trying to uh, bring different open questions uh, that uh, I came across. So uh, whenever possible, um, I get the company involved, the, the, my company involved, and providing uh, research topics to, to academia. And so I can get some research students uh, doing their, their, their studies. And um, that's part of the, the, the things that I like. So not being closed in industry and uh, totally focused, uh, which I am by delivering your routine job, but also by uh, uh, bridging to different environments. But I think that's one of the, uh, again, one of the um, interesting aspects in oil industry mm-hmm. is that there is a lot of cooperation with research, uh, a lot of interesting unknown uh, topics that uh, keep arising and that only academia and research can uh, bring them forward. So uh, I try to promote that. Mm-hmm. So in, in terms of getting these two aspects, I would say uh, I'm happy we've had, uh, it's, it's busy, sometimes a bit stressful, but uh, it, it's, it's part of the, the fun that I get, mm-hmm. uh, as we can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing that. It's, yeah, I'm so impressed with what you're doing. I, I'm, gonna, I'm excited to keep following your path, your career path. It's amazing. <laughs> Do you foresee you. any new trends or development um, maybe in your field uh, coming out of the pandemic? And maybe do you have any ideas perhaps that if you're willing to share something about it maybe in five or ten years, do you see sort of 
how things could potentially be going with our changing energy economy? Well, the, the challenges are immense at yeah. this stage. I do believe uh, we're a bit on a crossroads. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to choose the path we're going we're gonna to follow. Um, it's not that easy. Uh, it's, it's uh, again, a, a tricky choice we have to make. We have to balance uh, the need and the, the urge to address the climate issues uh, and the, the effects on, on, uh, on, on, on humanity, of humanity in, into the climate and, and society. So uh, with that in mind, um, and being uh, uh, and, and, and by working in, in the energy sector, uh, I think the key challenges will have to deal with decarbonizing oil industry. Uh, also by having it uh, every day more and more effective on, on the way it works, uh, more um, fair in terms of the, the impacts uh, in society, mm-hmm. how it benefits society, how it can imp- impact positively, also mitigate the negative aspects. That's one of the key things. Um, so I think over the next five to ten years, what we'll see is, uh, and we're still seeing part of that already, uh, companies are changing their mindset, the mm-hmm. way they, they, they try to operate uh, mm-hmm. uh, by strength, strengthening the, the, um, the license to operate uh, uh, along with uh, the different uh, societies they, 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 they're involved. Uh, but overall, the, um, the push to get uh, some key uh, issues that are related to geoenergy. So we're not we're no longer talking about oil, gas, coal, uh, nuclear. We're, um, we're talking on how effectively can we use that on the energy mix, uh, how that energy mix can uh, impact uh, uh, with, a, with a benefit, uh, the society, and how the, the climate uh, can cope with those activities that we still need, that mm-hmm. we still need energy, uh, we still need oil for the next decades, we're going to still need coal, uh, we, we're going to need more and more of, of minerals. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're going to transition to to more sustainable ways of, of having access to energy, um, we have to explore more minerals. How can we do that on a sustainable way? Uh, with less impacts on the environment and, and on uh, human societies. Uh, uh, we have to be aware that our cell phones uh, come from rocks, minerals. Uh, they produce metals. Uh, our concrete comes from rocks. Uh, and the iron to build the buildings uh, also come from rocks. Uh, uh, batteries for uh, cars, batteries for energy storage, they need plastics, mm-hmm. and that means hydrocarbons. Uh, they need metals, so that means copper, uh, lithium, uh, cobalt, mm-hmm. uh, uh, rare earth. So all that, uh, I think that's the big challenge of every geologist these days, is to uh, um, pass this message. There are no free lunches. Uh, it's, it's very, very complex. Mm-hmm. And um, the way we, we do this in terms of transitioning to uh, a more sustainable way, um, over the next years, energy storage will be uh, a key component. Mm-hmm. So um, carbon capture, 
and uh, utilization and storage, that's CCUS mm -hmm. on the acronym, uh, that's going to be a big challenge. Um, how we can extract uh, the CO2 uh, from uh, um, uh, manufacturing industries, mm -hmm. uh, especially those uh, uh, with high emissions. How can we convert that either by using natural processes by injecting into um, uh, basaltic rocks or by uh, just uh, uh, storing it and converting to other forms of gases and reacting with minerals. So these are the big changes that we face as a society. And again, geoscientists have this big role in finding solutions uh, along with, with engineers, of course, uh, that's a lot of, uh, of the, the path that needs to be taken. Mm -hmm. uh, and how geoscientists can, in fact, uh, help uh, solving those issues. Uh, um, there's a big gap between society and geoscience. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think the, 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 our key role, apart from our daily jobs, is to, in fact, um, bridge that gap and 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 talk with society, uh, listen to their problems, uh, uh, collaboratively find solutions, and uh, uh, being able uh, by applying a change in our, our collective mindset mm -hmm. uh, to find areas uh, uh, where we can put these new processes, these new uh, ideas. Uh, uh, being put forward by research and, and, and industry uh, just to, to mitigate the impacts on, on, on climate and at the same time by not disrupting the, the, the energy flow that people do need on their daily lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for giving such a comprehensive summary. It, it's great and I think it's so important that we have people like you who are communicating these topics effectively and really understand the full picture, like it impacts all of us, um, literally probably every person in the globe, what we're doing and how we get our energy and what we do with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with that being said, I know it, it might um, be cliche for some, but do you have um, an idea of what you want or your dream job or your dream role to be? Or, I mean, to me, it sounds like you've been living it actually for quite a long time, at least in my mind. It sounds pretty awesome, everything that you've done with your career. But um, are you saying that you're already, no. um, you're building towards a dream or you're already living it? Again, interesting and difficult question <laughs> to answer. Um, yeah. It's not always sunny and rainbow uh, mm -hmm. uh, on, on everybody's life. Uh, I've been lucky enough to uh, have being able to work on on, on, on topics that I like, and mm -hmm. I think that's that's important. Um, so, if I would depict a a, a, a dream job or a role, uh, I will then try to expand on what I've been trying to achieve and uh, uh, haven't achieved much, but uh, um, I try to uh, at least do things that I uh, enjoy or have fun uh, on, on my daily activities. So uh, I think in the future, uh, I would be very happy if I could still uh, be involved in research, mm -hmm. uh, either by 
continuing some of my 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 research topics, which are now uh, mainly uh, involved in the evolution of of, of of margins and basins, a bit on on uh, on um, igneous interactions. So uh, mm -hmm. by studying. Uh, uh, volcanic rocks inside sedimentary basins. Mm -hmm. That's one of my, my main tasks now. So I would love to continue uh, that approach on research. But on the on the on the main aspect on the on the kind of a daily uh, job role, uh, I think industry would would still be uh, the place to go. Sure. Uh, but again, by uh, bringing more and more uh, up to the the current challenges we have uh, over the next few years so if i can still combine uh, uh, developing new ideas in inside industry but so they can have an impact as well on, on the society on on the, on the uh, effective uh, way of uh, providing people with energy uh, whether it's uh, oil and gas so we can explore, we still need to explore oil and gas mm -hmm. uh, over the next few decades, but doing that on a, on a sustainable matter. Um, so that's also part of the job. Uh, so being able to act positive on, a, on, a, on, a, on the areas that we're doing exploration, that's important. Work with the, with the communities uh, uh, in the area that, we, that we're exploring. Um, and, and that by uh, providing these uh, new uh, insights on energy transition and, uh, and how oil industry, uh, which has a lot of knowledge, can bridge that gap uh, to the new forms of uh, geoenergy uh, that include geothermal, uh, uh, converting oil and old oil and gas wells into geothermal producers so they can benefit uh, uh, communities. Um, so uh, again, in a nutshell, I think that would be the dream role. So uh, not only being able to do what I know what to do, but also uh, having an impact, a positive impact on the on the challenges we have uh, nowadays. Yeah, yeah, that's in, that's incredible. Knowing you, I know it'll definitely happen. <laughs> do you have any advice for someone, maybe? Um, Maybe specifically like your your students that you advise or someone who is kind of maybe feels like they're caught up in this energy transition where they don't necessarily have enough experience to navigate sort of rough seas, if you will. Um, do you have any advice for them? Sort of how to go about going forward, you know, whether assessing, oh, I should maybe stick to an oil and gas path or maybe think more about renewables or minerals? I mean, do you have any advice for them about how to proceed going forward to make sure that they can keep themselves employed and happy in their career? Well, uh, apart from the cliche to follow your dreams, mm -hmm. uh, whatever you are, uh, um, I think the big challenge uh, nowadays uh, is to keep up with the new developments, both in, in, in science and, and industry. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of debates on this technology will work, this technology won't work. So it's kind of a, kind of a, a, a battle going on. We see hydrogen or green hydrogen uh, uh, 
getting momentum in terms of uh, of, of, of providing uh, uh, more sustainable energy. Mm -hmm. uh, we see the the topics of um, carbon sequestration again as as a as a big uh, um, tool to to mitigate some of the the environment issues. Uh, so I. I Going a little bit back, I think the key challenge uh, for youngsters um, and how they see the future, if you do like geosciences and whatever the, the, the branch may be, um, just stick to that. If that's mm -hmm. what you like, stick to that, commit to that, keep on learning because mm -hmm. I think, again, that's part of the challenge and uh, see how your daily job or daily activity or professional activity can have a positive impact on society. So you can either act uh, according to your beliefs inside your own company, mm -hmm. pushing this concept or that uh, uh, in agreement with, uh, with the guidelines of, uh, of your company, of your employer, whatever that those may be, uh, but try to make an impact, uh, build your case, uh, deliver your message as clearly as you can. Mm -hmm. If you fail once or twice, that's not an issue. Mm -hmm. uh, just keep on fighting because uh, uh, that's part of, of what makes you feel uh, uh, accomplished on your daily activities. So you have a job, you get your paycheck at, at the end of the month. But I think if you push those great ideas that, that you you may have uh, those will eventually uh, get an audience mm -hmm. uh, if not inside the company maybe on your local community on uh, uh, non-profit organizations mm -hmm. uh, um, your local library uh, uh, your bunch of friends do things that you like, commit to that, and, and try to bring uh, a balance between your professional life and uh, um, the, the work that you do. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be challenging, uh, it can be a bit busy, but uh, by balancing the, the, the great new developments and your daily activities, uh, I think youngsters will, will eventually get uh, a place of their own, where they feel accomplished and they eventually can pass the message as well to the next generation. So that's mm -hmm. how it works. Uh, um, I learned from my uh, professors in university, my friends, uh, my colleagues at work. And, um, and by doing that, I try to uh, at least teach uh, the, the, the don'ts uh, uh, to some of the, the students that I have or, or those uh, students that I, I, I mentor. Um, and and that's eventually how how uh, society works. You just teach stuff mm -hmm. uh, to other people, and uh, hopefully they can have an impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And then, lastly, to wrap up today, what do you personally do to maintain your happiness and success? And is there anything in particular that you'd like to share with our audience? Well, uh, as a geologist, uh, almost 90% of geologists like the outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so I do love the outdoors. I love hiking, uh, whether it's uh, 
a small uh, half an hour uh, walk uh, to the beach or uh, or uh, the woods nearby, or uh, whether if it's a, a one day or a longer uh, period, uh, hiking uh, somewhere else in the world. So whenever I can, I try to balance that uh, mm-hmm. uh, with a with a vacation period. So always try to go somewhere. That's interesting, uh, and, uh, which I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like um, uh, mountain biking and cycling. So uh, whenever I can, I also try to do that. Um, also to kind of get a little piece of mind, um, burn some energy, and then I just come back tired yet refreshed. Mm-hmm. So that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, I've been involved in... Uh, gardening or uh, an attempt of gardening <laughs> uh, so I've planted some uh, tomato seeds and some coriander and, and parsley and see what comes out mm-hmm. uh, uh, just uh, trying to, to to grow something uh, most of the times unsuccessfully mm-hmm. but uh, at least uh, you just uh, um, divert your mind from the, the, the daily uh, troubles and uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, and other issues and it, it's quite relaxing um, it's interesting so uh, um, I try to to, to do that um, I also try to to keep active uh, in terms of, of, of the society uh, whenever I can I just uh, uh, I've been involved in in, uh, in communicating a little bit of science recently so uh, I think that's also part on uh, how you can feel better with yourself or you can mm-hmm. feel accomplished and it also brings you some peace of mind that you um, sharing something uh, uh, either with uh, uh, colleagues, uh, other geologists or uh, your, your uh, uh, partners in, in industry mm-hmm. or also by, by sharing uh, uh, high level knowledge um, to different audiences. So uh, uh, that also give me some peace of mind because I have the feeling that uh, I'm also uh, sharing something uh, mm-hmm. with other people. So um, it's to some extent, um, I'm also pleased by doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. I wholeheartedly agree with you. That's exactly how I feel. It's the science communication aspect to what we do is, um, is so important, especially to maybe people who, um, don't have a background in geology and things like that. Or even just sometimes I think about, you know, how you communicate something that you know really well with maybe someone who's a geologist, but it isn't necessarily in your discipline. And there could be some sort of like scientific discovery when you bring the two different fields together. And depending on how that information is communicated may really impact your ability to integrate research things like that. So yeah, I, I really appreciate that comment. Um, thank you so much for meeting with me today. It's been a pleasure to chat with you. Um, I would love if you ever decide to do online lectures or teaching or anything, please let us know because you're, you're great to interview and I really enjoyed uh, listening to your, your life experiences. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yep. Thank you very much again, uh, Michelle. Uh, it's been an honor. Um, Count me in. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. It's uh, great. It's been a pleasure. Cool. Thank you Thank so you much. much. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.